Cradleine Network. My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox. This is the 233rd episode of Space Spinner 2000 podcast, where two Americans try to make sense of the UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD, one month of progs at a time. Last episode, we reached the end of 1990 in our prog timeline, so we're taking an episode to do a retrospective of the year in progs. It's a good way to talk about this previous year, 2000 AD. To help that conversation, we're giving out awards in a number of categories. Welcome once again to the Spinnies. Bum, 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 Fox is the man going to awards. Got his tuxedo, got ambition. <laughs> This is this is a time for judgment. Uh, Merry Christmas to all and to all that deserve it. A golden frisbee. Just a man and his will to give awards. Ooh. It's the eye of the spinnies. It's the thrill of the fight. <laughs> ten out of ten. We got a bunch of categories. We'd find them as loosely as possible. As always, an individual page, a panel, a whole year of work. We also got reader nominations that we'll do after ours, and um, I appreciate everyone writing in. Of course, listen, man, this is like the 14th time we've done this, I think. Yeah. 77 to 90, um, inclusive, and I think that's pretty dang neat. Yeah, man. Dude, listen, now we're prestigious. Now we have we have a board of uh of of people who who vote on nominees, you know? And soon yeah. you're going to have to make something like Lincoln or Warhorse to even get on this fucker. So, you oh know. Oh my god. <clears throat> War, not the not the high watermark of cinema that is Warhorse, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically Black Beauty but for dads. <laughs> Oh, man, depends on the dad. Anyway. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> so let's, jokes. Let's go to these awards, Fox. Award one, best art. What's your fave art for the year 1990 oh. and 2000 AD, friend? So before the show, I had mentioned I have, I have eight people or groups within this category. Obviously yeah. only one top winner. So mm. let me but hit I wanna, you. I want. I, I want to hear these these um, nominations. I want to hear these people that should be considered oh, for yeah. extra honors. Fuck. So here we go. We got Hewlett's haircut. Mm, damn Hewlett. Yeah, damn beautiful. Funny all the way through, and I think like really did a lot of uh, of heavy lifting. Um, of of course, you know the writing. I believe was was quite good. Funny, enjoyable, but like heavy heavy lifting. Um, mm. within that and just you know it it was the kind of funny that that I you know was enjoyable I suppose just for mm-hmm. like that that added levity that we always talk about is always sort of nice um within the pages we've had we've had some of those like more depressing months or at least ones that are you know just a whole lot of of stuff that we don't want to read or look at necessarily but god damn if yeah. you look at his haircut 
It's just so beautiful. I mean, it, it's hard for uh, to describe, and just for those that, for some reason, might be tuning into this as opposed to anything else. This this is a dude behind Tank Girl, right? Like, yeah, abs- absolutely ravishing artwork um, within the pages of this. Um, so, oh, go ahead. Oh no, no, no! I was, yeah, I was, I, um, you know, I think uh, Hooligan's haircut definitely really had this spot of of lightness in what was often a very like like dark period you know mm-hmm. end of the crop like we just finished acropolis and horn god and all that stuff so it was yeah nice exactly to, like you know have some levity in there um for for my next runner up that would be shadows which uh, was richard elson um mm. just really like and, and again like a lot of the reason that i have so many in this category are just that the art this year was very striking and part of that could just be you know we have more color going into the pages of these things um yeah but like that one similar to Hooligan's haircut had a had a color palette that it was not afraid to use right like chopper is also on this list and we'll get there but like chopper had like very burnt um kind of you know kind of earthy tones whereas shadows was like using the whole fucking gamut um, and I think right. that that was really fucking appreciated. Um, obviously, I you know also enjoyed the story quite a bit, um, but you know that it stood out to me as one that I wanted to bring up um, for the end of this year. Um, especially just the contrast of going from I am an information super broker to I'm living in garbage and swill <laughs> to I no I and think then, that's and great. Then going yeah. into the internet world of of the of the uh, the matrix. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think um, Shadows is one of these sort of er- – is an early 90s thrill that I think is not well-remembered, I yeah. guess. It's not when I usually – like, it's it's not when I've seen a lot of fan art or mentions of, I guess. Mm. So, for me, it was very much a uh, – like, a, a, a diamond in the rough that I yeah. sort of – that I liked a lot, but that sort of wasn't – isn't one – that I think gets mentioned in a lot of uh, retrospectives and stuff. Really unfortunate, but I'm giving it its its place here. Yeah. Um, so up next, we've got Armored Gideon with uh, Simon Jacob. Like, goddamn, if that giant robot didn't look like a Ford truck. Like, when I think of Transformers, that's the thing that I want to come have come out of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and you know, just the the like, and how expressive um, uh, Gideon was the whole time, right? Like, you can say a lot about the humans going on and along in the story, and how fucking just insane their bodies looked, especially uh, the kind of cultist leader, right? Um, mm-hmm. But goddamn, like that robot, just so on point. Also, love love that you have a holy water nozzle. You know, definitely. Yeah. It snakes right out. Yeah, definitely. I think Jacob's got this really distinctive style, I mm. think, that looks pretty different than a lot of like it's 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 it seems like he's coming at drawing the human form from a different direction than a lot of other um, um, folks in the comic. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Like it feels boxy and it, it is also, you know, it is not just like hard lines and shapes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Sorry, when I say that, I feel like I'm. It might sound like I'm saying that it's bad or something. No, I'm no. not. I'm just saying that. I know exactly that, what you mean. Like I don't know. It's yeah. Like it's just kind of like if you look at how he draws someone, and you look at someone who's more of I don't know of like the uh, the Brian Bolland or Dave Gibbons school oh, or something yeah. like that. Like they're definitely coming at it from. Like there's different like it's it's like two different animals that look kind of the same but have different <laughs> genetic ancestors or something like yeah, that. Exactly. I guess. 
like you know like all right like like the, like like a uh, like a grizzly bear and a panda or something like that like they both kind of look like bears but they're very they're they, they're from very different bloodlines or whatever mm-hmm. fuck <laughs> lovely um so next up and i would be so remiss if i didn't mention this is road trooper with will simpson Mm. The, just the painterly style of that entire thing was striking. And I, yeah. like, I think just seeing people being just, I guess, just ripped apart or bleeding or especially like, hey, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm sneaking through all of this fucked up world. Um, and then, hey, here's this random slobbery Tyrannosaurus Rex in the middle of a swamp. To going all the way up to like a space station um, and watching uh, a computer man get turned into more like a goo computer man. Whoa. I, I mean, that was so forced, but it was it was very beautiful. And one where I think like uh, so that it was the rogue trooper I wanted to see and read for a very long time. And I mm-hmm. think that it really nailed it. Um, and really nailed the, nice. the war aspect of things, right? Because that that guy yeah, just yeah. went to town when shit got bad. <laughs> um, so next up, uh, again, of course, uh, Slain uh, with Simon Bisley. Like, holy shit. Just holy shit. Um, I, uh, God, th- this was... An- this nearly got top spot for me. Uh, there's, there's a particular reason mm-hmm. it didn't... Um, just that you know, I I had to pick something, and I have to pick my favorites. But Jesus Christ, like yeah, no, definitely. It it felt like there were just parts of it where it it. I don't think that it does anything in terms of sense of scale, but it does things in terms of character. If that makes sense. Obviously, mm. there were some scale moments, but that was like more of a rarity. Um, and it's so much more focused on like here's a couple of characters to look at. Also, I'm going to make them look amazing. Um, and very yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I I see what you're talking about because a lot of of uh, Horn God Book Three, especially, was um, these big battle scenes mm-hmm. and stuff. But we rarely actually saw like huge armies massing versus like just like slain in the middle of the battle, like cutting someone's head off or something right. like that. Like that's that was much more of our view. Of those conflicts, I guess. Right. And I, and I think that that sort of brings into like, the, I mean, these are, you, you know, we're reading Macbeth here. We're not like reading about soldier number five. Um, right. Which, and, and I think that that kind of brings those like, those core characters to the forefront. Yeah. Sort of an, an, an alternate to, mm-hmm. um, to War Machine, which is kind of more, well, I guess they're both kind of character focused, but on what level of the, the character exists in in the world or something like that. Absolutely. Um, so now we're getting into the, the last three here. So third runner up, Ooh, John Ridgway with the dead man, because if there's ah, yes. one thing that we have coined this year, it is the Ridgway special. <laughs> no one well, draws yeah. a terrified child like that man. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I mean, summer magic was very close, of oh, course, yeah. but yeah, absolutely. That um, that that Ridgeway difference um, yeah. in the terrified eyes of children, I think, is very much, <laughs> very much a key thing. It's it was, and you know, of course, just like I, and we'll get into that, but I mean, just the 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 twist that came through, how how like the how just the dead man's fucking look, 
you know, felt very Western, mm-hmm. felt like everything was almost noirish. Um, I think really like his talents were very much put to use there. Um, and he really loves that, like, uh, from below looking up shot is something that yeah. <laughs> seems seems very familiar with his work. Yeah, I mean, Ridge Ray was great not just for the terror for Yas's terrified yeah. eyes, but also just for the I think for like the landscapes of the mm. cursed earth, like especially those parts that we had in 1990 that featured like Yasa running through or both of them running through those those forests full of like gnarled trees and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Oh god, or like being or like Yasa just being tied to a fucking tree pole and and being taken by a bunch of goddamn no good cannibals. Yeah, exactly. And then I think also Ridgeway's style I think did more than anything else to really establish how scary the uh, the sisters of death oh were. yeah they each one got their own page for god's sake like yeah in a way cool. that i don't that i think gave Escara a lot to build off of mm. even if he didn't do it himself i think so i think you know that that was that's part of the teamwork of the necropolis run-up i guess it's sort yeah. of everybody working for this stuff oh it's so fucking fancy so, All right, so top three, what do you got for so me? So this is the second place right here. Fucking Colin McNeil for Chopper. Now, I know that this, Woo! like, you know, one of these are those, uh, you know, Chopper's just, it's, I think this is just as the race is starting effectively. We're really in the thick of everything. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, just everything was so, so well done. I the, Just the kills alone and... I mean, we talked about this when it was happening. Just the fact that the them setting up all of these massive guns for the obstacle course and then seeing mm-hmm. them put to use uh, was just goddamn fucking... I Like, there's still... like I think it's like page four or something um, in 661 where there's just these... Like, just here's a couple of explosions... As blood rains down on the people below and, like, you see arms, like, being, like, dislocated. A man's head is gone. Yeah. Um, and it's just in such stark contrast and so, I mean, we said this, like, fucking violent. Uh, and it it just kind of making this very clear to you that this violence is not fun violence. This violence is, like, fucking scary, horrible violence. Um, and I think they, they, yeah, it really yeah. nails that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the um like the real skill of um of McNeil's work in Chopper is just yeah, creating this really distasteful like violence, this like um mm-hmm. like ooh, like I don't know if I if I if I if I want to watch this like Yeah, exactly. I think we've all we've all clapped along to so much death and destruction in the course of Judge Dread. <laughs> yeah. Um, Exactly. Like getting to a position where we're actually seeing like, oh, actually like this, all this death has a human cost. And it's the, um, and you know, like it's, it's real when the, or making it actually feel real when people get shot and killed and stuff mm. is a huge, is an artistic achievement, I think. Strong agree, man. It was just harrowing to fucking read that shit. Yeah. Um, and my God, guy, we are now at the top spot. And let me tell you, it got, you know, and this may be some amount of favoritism, but like, it's fucking Arthur Ranson for Shambhala. Ooh. It is so different from what everything else in the comic normally looks like, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
And I think that, so if it is just this grim adventure, if that makes any sort of sense to say it that way. Um, sure. And just how, how he handles like shadows, um, how he handles people's faces. And I think just the, the amount of realism that he put into it helped solidify the relationship that was taking off between um, Anderson and uh, um, Amosov. Uh, yeah. Amosov. Thank you. Like it, it's just really beautiful. Um, and he does a lot of very expressive facial work, um, and, and really helps kind of like ground it in reality in a way that I really like. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think what I really like about, or the, like the, I mean, Arthur Ranton's a really great artist. And I think the, the character that he brings to Anderson is really essential. I mean, that's why he'll end up doing so much Anderson over, over the coming years. Oh, that's so great. Um, you know, he sort of converts this character into kind of a supermodel who is doing these things and stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, but I like his realistic style just because it, it makes it really interesting when he does draw, like, sci-fi stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just the way he draws even, like, judges' uniforms or something. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's really interesting just because it, like, he makes, he somehow actually manages to make them look realistic and, like, reasonable instead of, like, dumb, I guess. Because I think that's the worry. Yeah. That you sort of end up, you know, this the classic Stallone dread problem. Yeah, of, exactly. Um, like, what happens when these... <laughs> things drawn in a comic book sort of make contact with the rea- with reality like do they stay um like cool looking or do they get weird looking or something yeah exactly like this is very much more uh, in my mind like 2016 or whatever tw- whatever 12, tra- yeah. 12 2012 trend, yeah. yeah um yeah so that's mine man those are my art piece very so nice i i need to know from you my God, I've, I've blathered on too long. And my God, the people must know, what was best art for you this year? Woo, okay. I've tried to cut down. So I only got two runners up for each one this time. Yeah, um, I, it, this is a rarity for me. So Yeah, listen, no, I think like, I mean, I think it's great to have a bunch of them for sure. You know, I, 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 I love to hear what you think and just sort of get some of these uh, choices in for sure. Um, so my, my third place pick, my second runner up, is uh, Colin McNeil, not just for Chopper, like you said, but also for his work in Strontium Dog for the death of Johnny Alpha and stuff oh, like that. Oh, God. Yeah. Holy God. Um, the eyes. So many of these. Or what was yeah, left. Yeah, the eyes. Yeah, the, the eyes or lack thereof of Johnny Alpha and stuff. These, like, the, the, that, that not final part of, Stronti- of a Final Solution, but that section where Johnny actually dies and stuff is just really great. These the claws of this beast inching toward his chest as he reminisces about his life mm. as a bounty hunter and things so like that. Beautiful. Just the yeah, just the way that the art interacts with um with the rest of the world and stuff mm. is really great. Like I just think that's a really a real high point in terms of what can be done with two thousand you know in two thousand AD and with in this comic art form. I guess absolutely. Um, my first runner-up, my second place, was a Simon Bisley for the Horn God, two and three this time. Hell yeah. Um, you know, I, I love Simon, I love Bisley's work. So much of the, uh, of the big battle in the course of Slain Book 3, especially, I thought was really cool. 
Um, you know, just these zombies and this magic <laughs> and all this stuff. I really liked also just a lot of the um, like the stuff with Ucko and sort of him getting older and older. Oh, and, God. and then them just cracking an egg in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it, you know. But I thought that was all really great, you know, mm. and again, very important in the history of the comic. So I thought, you know, definitely I, I, he gets a second place. And first place, gotta be Carlos Escara for Necropolis, buddy. Oh, baby. Um, I mean, so for me, 1990 is really the year of Necropolis. You know, there's everything else, but then Necropolis is very much the center of this year. You know, um, between Dread and sort of associated comics and stuff like that. It's very much, yeah, just the, for me, it's the main focus. So I had to give it to Ascara for this giant um, story and stuff. He did yeoman's work, man. It's beautiful. I mean, I thought he did masterful work, honestly. Like, just the creating this world, introducing these characters, destroying it all. I think that's really great stuff. Cool. So, let's go on to Award 2. Best writer. Ooh. So, Fox, what do you got? What's your favorite writing for so, this here 1990? So, this one is only six this time, uh, but I'm going to try and go a little quickly through them. So, Shadows, which we just talked about with Peter Milligan. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. this story. It's one that, like, again, like, I made a note after reading it to make sure that I brought this up. It's certainly, oh, nice. like... You know, I I would have loved to given it like the the ultimate golden frisbee, but my god, like even though it's not getting it, it 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 came out the gate at a you know at the start of well near the start of of this year, and I mm-hmm. I'd like even the way it ended, like oh god, it, it was just such a weird thing that feels both in place and out of place for this comic, um, hmm. uh, which I really enjoyed because I you know I don't think of like. It's cyberpunk is kind of being a thing that that you know we usually tackle within these. Um, yeah, but I I really enjoyed it a lot. It was just really neat, like seeing this woman rise and fall in a way, um, and Ooh. fall pretty hard. They both did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so up next is and I like you know these are gonna. This is so hard for me to like just kind of wrap my brain around. So no it is a specific story by John Wagner, which is a letter to dread. Ooh, um, yeah, I it needed just its own space to like say like this is very very good and everyone should like with you know uh, don't skip this dread if you're going through your own kind of like uh, JD right. slog. It is so pivotal. It is so like I, I don't know, just awesome. Um, like the letter kind of like overlaying all of these sort of situations and ultimately how it affects judge dread um because it's not just about tight boots anymore you know yeah no that's not enough anymore he's sort mm-hmm. of he's got a now he just has his opinions like especially at like way way post he has opinions but he also isn't like it's not done not seeing this gung-ho about like i'm the law you know right so it's 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 interesting how much of this one thing affected him as as big as it did. Yeah, um, very much much a catalyst for things mm-hmm. that would come later for sure. So up at, next after that is Zenith, uh, ending strong uh, at the beginning of our year. Um, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Ben, you shall be missed. Um, yeah, Graham Morrison for yeah, sure, dude. Like it was just 
like all of it was great. I want more Zenith. I want more Zenith. Uh, I want more Zenith. And I, and again, just like another nod to, I love how much he just like even in when I was reviewing all of this, like I don't think I saw Zenith even a once. Maybe maybe it was like a handful of times even say something within the pages of that oh, yeah, comic. No. And that is awesome. Like that that to me is like clearly. You know, Morrison knew how to write <laughs> and to make me care about. I fucking Big Ben is the dude I remember, right? Like, still. Yeah, definitely. Because he just my absolute favorite character. Um, yeah. So it's just, it was a really great story. Um, so, third runner up. Oh, man. Okay, here we go. Keith Ripley for uh, The Dead Man. Really enjoyed it. AKA and, John Wagner this time. Oh, this time oh, yeah, we can sorry. reveal. Yeah. That it is an actual person. <laughs> um, so the thing about all of this is, of course, the fucking twist, um, which, I, you know, blew my mind and stepping, you know, from that into the pages of his proper comic book. Um, yeah, definitely. Just all of it was so well done, like the whole road of things, because I, you know, I don't know what the fuck was coming up. Yeah. Um, and I think that it, it prior to that, it built its own world well. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, creating this setting yeah. in the cursed earth and stuff. Exactly. And then it then reconnecting to something that we know is it, it was just really well done. Um and something that I haven't seen in, in comics before. Um yeah, so I wanted to kind of give my the a tip of my hat to to the man's pen name. <laughs> um Sure. John Wagner again for Chopper. <laughs> again, uh, you know, I it's a it is a story that I think left a <laughs> what a horrible way to start the year if that makes sense. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it is it is still something that sticks with me. I mm -hmm. I I like that it went from like hey you know Chopper has always been this kind of hero that we're cheering for even if you know when he doesn't win necessarily but it's always kind of yeah. been in good fun but the change in tone um, for this one is just so. So very fucking good. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I and I, you know, it was carried well, and there's a reason that it that it kind of gets that second place spot. So finally, top spot, uh, and Ooh. again, my favoritism. It's Alan Grant with Shambhala. I Ooh. fucking love this story. I love it so much, Conrad. I like I <laughs> Cassandra. Cassandra's always been, you know, she's she's the woman I love. But like just Shambhala itself is such a <sighs> most Andersons you get a peek behind the curtain that is the person. This one mm -hmm. is like this one's a deep cut, I guess, if that makes yeah. sense. And uh it really it's so well done and executed, and then everyone dies. <laughs> Right, right, and it's just, I it it's hard for me to describe how much I love this comic. Um, but I will tell you this much: I think that in a handful of pages, like and and the way that they use like this older two people to kind of juxtapose to next to these younger two people that you know it it's clear that like there was this connection being made, and then just to have it because this is this world just have it ripped away from us like you can't yeah. even just be happy for a little while nah um yeah listen yeah no it's too important to be happy buddy you gotta be 
<laughs> you got to save this world, make these sacrifices. You yeah, know? no doubt. I mean, it was just, it was really neat. It was so much less about this like astral person who apparently is, has this, you know, golden web that they're weaving. Um, and so much more about, right. um, about these characters and specifically about Asmov and, uh, or Amosov and uh, uh, Cassandra. It was just really wonderful. Yeah, Anderson, yeah. Anyway. Cool. So so give us your stories, man. What do you like? Um, okay, so my third place, I've got uh, Pat Mills for The Horned God. Oh, yeah. Beauty. You know, I really like the sum up for The uh, for the Horned God and stuff like that. Um, we had some really great writing moments with that one. Mm. Um just like I remember, I I remember that one cliffhanger where he was about to execute um, uh, Neve, like right before the battle oh, yeah. and stuff. And we came to that one. There was just really like that felt really like heartfelt, and the way the characters interacted in that one was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and just sort of just doing some like showing instead of telling of this more um, grown up slain, I guess, yeah, or something exactly. like that. I think that's a that's a good way to describe slain this year. A lot of yeah, show I mean, and not tell. Yeah, I'd say that's more the move in this one. I, th- I remember in earlier chapters, you were sort of a little bit angry about it being a little bit more sh- uh, telly instead of showy. Mm. So I think it sort of made that transition pretty well. Um, and then, um, so my first runner-up, I've got uh, Peter Milligan for a combo of uh, his work on Bix Barton, Shadows, and Hooligan's Haircut this year. Just a bit, like... I, 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 I think that's all he did. I don't know. I, I forget if there's something else. Basically, just all of his 1990 work. Um, Big Spartan was so fun. Yeah, there's just a good mix of like, you know, I think you talked about Shadows as well and just mm-hmm. how it's this sort of interesting uh, cyberpunk story. It's a little unusual for what we see in 2000 AD. Um, and similarly, yeah, Big Spartan is this kind of like light, funny, supernatural tale. Yeah. The Hooligan's haircuts this mind-bending ta- uh, uh, surrealness and stuff. Mm. And so I think all, you know, just that's a that's a wide a wide net to throw in the yeah. course of the year. That's, that's so pretty th- good. Yeah, and I think, you know, with Milligan being sort of this more uh, utility writer for uh, 2000 AD, I think he really sort of, I mean, he'd already earned his stripes, but I think this is definitely him sort of becoming maybe transitioning to more of an elder statesman or something like that in the course of uh, two, in <laughs> 2000 AD right now as some more uh, younger guns are sort of starting to come in and make themselves themselves known as well. How appropriate given the given the current situation, right? Now, that's what I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, for my winner for writer, gotta be John Wagner for Necropolis, buddy. Hell yeah. Oh, man. I, I really like that story. Um, and I think it did a really great job of just creating this um, fallen city and the people that have to deal with it. Um, it sort of opened with, with Kraken sort of descending into madness. And then um, both Dred's return and the cadets sort of fighting their way through this collapsed city. Um, the, you know, more... Um, Cassandra Anderson, more Judge Anderson um, tragedy as her friend got sacrificed and oh, stuff. Fuck. And that sort was of the heroin. The, yeah, the realization that sort of she'd, ha- you know, that, that they'd have to kill her to sort of solve this problem and things like that. Um, all good stuff. 
and I think definitely like I really like Necropolis. You know, as as is pretty clear, I'm I'm digging Necropolis this year, so definitely mm-hmm. um, worth sending it out to uh, to the writer here. Yeah, of course. Okay, so Fox, um, serious question. Award three, best overall thrill. Oh, let me crack these knuckles real quick. I only got two. Ooh. Um, but but my okay. Well, we'll just get into it. So my runner yeah. up, my runner up is Shambhala, and this was a close one for me. Um, just because mm-hmm. again, like it, it was such a fucking strong way to close out the year. Um, yeah. So you know, we've already mentioned Shambhala and all of these other things about it. I don't think that it's surprising that I put it here. However, and and this I just is, want to say yeah, I just want to say one thing about Shambhala, if I can, mm-hmm. and it's because I, I don't think I mentioned it on the show, but I really like um, that one of those final images of Anderson sort of walking out of the temple with her kind of like her jacket in her hands, like over the bodies of all the uh, all the uh, Darrow and stuff. I gotta say, when I see that, I really, I, I imagine like a real bitchin' '80s uh, saxophone solo playing. Man, you are gonna, goes, you're gonna love my MVPs then. Do 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 do. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's all good. Wait for my MVPs. Um, that, I think you'll enjoy that. Uh, mm-hmm. So my best overall, and if you remember, this is where I said I'm gonna need some help here. Yeah. It's not just like a one thrill. Uh, well, it is one thrill, but it is many things. And that is just all of Judge Dredd this year. <laughs> um, I And there's a, you know, I've been, I it's, there's scant parts of it and best art and best story. And that's just because if I'm going to, if I'm going to say like, hey, you know, everybody who worked on Dredd this year, you all get fucking golden Frisbees uh, from your boy Fox. Like... I can't just like overshadow you in a bunch of other shit or, or uh, have them just live there in a bunch of places like Dead Man, um, uh, fucking, oh, what was it? Well, it wasn't even Dead Man, right? It starts with, with sort of uh, a letter to, to Judge Dredd, right? Well, there's, yeah. Well, I mean, the, 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 the actual Dead Man story is kind of a Judge Dredd story that's going on. Exactly. And yeah, then... <clears throat> Then letter to dread, then um, tales from the dead man. There so we go. Sort so of... tales, tales from the that was the one I was looking for. Tales from the dead yeah. man was fucking great. That's Will um, Simpson on art. Yep. Yeah, like just seeing how Kraken effectively transforms the shit that they put him through. Right. Like, hey, guess you're gonna kill yourself now. Um, and it just well, that's 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 later because that's um because because that's because like. Um, tale, uh, Tales of the Dead Man is the uh, is Dredd's evaluation of oh, Kraken, right, where he right, says right. he's failed and stuff, and that's all Will Simpson. But then after that, it goes to Ascara, who um, draws Kraken being told to commit suicide, and that mm-hmm. just being one final test that the Justice Department's putting him through because they're huge assholes. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then you know, from Dead Man into Necropolis, Necropolis just. Conrad Necropolis. You know, you've, I've been stoked about yeah. anything called Necropolis is something that I love it. <laughs> and then it didn't disappoint. Um, I really like those, you know, just the looming nature of, of the Sisters of Death. Um, mm-hmm. shit, even when they were, when they were just bringing Judge Death into the world, right? Like, as you just mentioned, where, you know, th- there's a, this woman that they effectively possess. And they take over her entire house while her husband's like, well, this is sort of weird, but 
you know, <laughs> tries to contact the Justice Department. They're like, yeah, fuck off. Um, killing her own husband, summoning them, starting Necropolis, which really is just a wave of their hand and your city is fucked, you know? Right. Um, and just the, the, the change it goes through, uh, giant uh, coming back in and like, I mean, it's the... I want to see Escape from L.A., but with kids. Or Escape from New York, I should say, but with kids, right? <laughs> like, it, it, yeah. it felt good. Finding Cassandra, like, everything, everything, everything. And then, like, Judge Dredd coming back, coming back with Magruder, them just kicking ass and taking names, and then basically the fallout. Like, hey, we're just going to bulldoze a bunch of people, it, dead people, into these pits and then bury them. And that's when you move to uh, to Ron Smith and Steve yeah. Dillon for those later stories. And then you get just like a you know some silly stories, sure, like that are kind of in there. But everything is it, there's still this ticking clock leading up to hey, there's going to be this big meeting, you know? Um, yeah. And and that I feel like and Yasa constantly in the background. It's just been this whole year of dread is is a great year of dread. If that makes any sense, it, it it is so far so on point for itself um, that I, I I you know I had to give all of it the best overall thrill because it it truly is for me this year. Um, nice, yeah. So those are all of my words about that thing. And Conrad, we must <laughs> the prestigious award, the best overall thrill, sir. Oh man. Okay, so my uh, third place, I got uh, Zenith Phase Three Part Two. Yee. Which we talked about a lot. Um, I really like just sort of yeah, the uh, the coming together again. We talked about it at the time, but sort of making this version of one of these big superhero crossover events that by 1990 had become just sort of this regular thing that was happening in like American mm. comics and stuff, and basically sending it up like a uh, you know <laughs> a big event that ends with everybody being real um, dissatisfied with everything. Oh, don't um, call us if you ever fucking yeah, need exactly. help with the multiverse. Yeah, that, that, the whole th- exactly. Everybody's being manipulated by the um, godlike being that's supposed to be in charge of it all and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really loved uh, Zenith appearing to sacrifice himself, but it ends up being Vertex oh, and stuff. God, that's, that's the greatest <laughs> of jokes. <laughs> and um, no one noticed because, of course. Yeah, well, in, in fact, everyone stops caring when it turns out that it was Vertex. That yeah. Died. Like, whatever. Yeah. And like I said, just this general sense of Morrison writing this story that um, that feels like one of these epics – one of these big crossover epics when you're when the character you like is just kind of a minor character in it, basically. Yeah. Because that's an experience I've really, you know, as a Doctor Strange fan, that's an experience I felt quite a bit. So I could really like feel that in the course of uh, <laughs> of, of Zedith. Like, oh man, like oh, I got one thing. Like I'm gonna hold on to that. He just tossed a bus yeah. out of the way for everybody one time. Fine. <laughs> It was like two lines of dialogue calling back to their previous relationship. I'm down with that. You know, finally mm-hmm. let everybody else handle the hard stuff from here on out. Um, you know? Um, yeah, so I just really liked that one. I thought that was a really great culmination of um, this character. You know, you, we, we'll get more Zenith eventually. But from what I recall, Phase 4 isn't quite... Or is 
not quite as big as Phase 3 ended up being, I mm. guess. So I'm happy that we had this sort of big send-off here. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess speaking of send-offs, my second runner-up is uh, Slain the Horn God Part Hell yeah. 3. That Horn God, though, you know, as it goes. Um, <laughs> I thought this was a really great ending to that saga, basically. Mm. Um, with just, um, yeah, just all these different characters doing their thing. And, um, you know, slain really kicking ass and sort of ending with like, uh, here's the future of these, uh, of the, of these people. Now that the land of the young has, um, been flooded and stuff and the new lives that they'll create in their new homes. And the basically and then, the, the yo dog, the story's not over kind of throw in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stay tuned for more slain, you know, but mm. then, but just again, just these big battle scenes, Simon Bisley's amazing art. Pat Mills really, like, um, I feel like evolved or more grown-up writing and stuff. I think this is mm. all a really great combination for a great story. Um, and then my first, my my winner for Best Thrill, I mean, I can't disagree. It's got to be Necropolis, Fuck you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just hard not to pick that one. Necropolis is really great. And like you said, it's sort of, yeah, I mean, I've, and I've said before, it's sort of, the, you know, this whole year was sort of, was, was, a, was about Necropolis, you know? It truly was. I mean, there was all this run up to it. Um, there's all this aftermath to it as well. Just the whole year is really sort of built around and part of this big mega epic. And I think that's great. You know, I don't, I don't know. I think that's a really great way to do this kind of stuff. I, I mean, they, they nailed every single aspect that they could and still are, right? Ugh. Yeah, definitely. All right. Woo. I'm, let's get a little more introspective here, Fox. Sounds good to me. I'm tired of hearing about the actual comic. I want to know who you think did the best job. I want to know your who you who you've got for award for MVP. Sure, most valuable person or player or whatever for this year, buddy. Who you got for me? I have got two pages, two beautiful art pages that I want to call out for this one. Ooh. So um, I'm going to start with my runner-up, which is starts, uh, it's um, uh, Thrill 711, page 33, Shambhala. And I call it Ooh. the Cassandra Strut. <laughs> All right, that, 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 that sax solo, buddy. It's so good. Like, it, and the whole narration going through that is just like, Fuck everything. Fuck this. Like, I don't believe in no fucking fuck world god bullshit. And just as she's doing it, like, tossing things away and just like, why can't? Why can't Cassandra just get what she wants? <laughs> and, but And still just like... She's dealing with it like this is a, a, you know, kind of as you've put before, like, you know, we're looking at these things with Judge Dredd. It's in the day in, in the life in a way. Right. Um, right. If this is a day in the life of Cassandra Anderson, that woman is stronger than a lot of people. <laughs> like, God damn. It was just it was a very good shot and a great way to end it. Um, I'm glad it just didn't mm -hmm. end with a big explosion and a Buddha man. You know, right. um, it, it felt like a very good capstone for that. And then so nice. for uh, for for my top, it is, you know, on the complete opposite side of the spectrum uh, in terms of earlier in the year. Thrill 665, page nine of Chopper. Just okay. a couple drops of blood falling from his hand onto Charlene's face as, you know, we slowly zoom out and he descends uh, to the finish line. 
um, possibly dead. Uh, it, and it, it was such an entryway into what this year was going to bring. Um, <laughs> this whole thing just being a year of death, as far as I can tell. Um, it, it was really rough. Like, I remember, I remember us getting there. Uh, Cause, like, whenever, whenever you end up, or, or when you're kind of narrating us through, um, what's going on in the comics, like, yeah. When we get to that serious hardcore shit, I just shut the fuck up. And that was one of them where I was like, I can't talk right now. There is too, <laughs> there is too much important happening. Um, mm. And that it, it, it still sticks with me. And that's it gets that's why it gets the MVP. Because um, if I can remember you, a, a, you know, a, a, a year's worth of information later, I um, think that that kind of deserves a top spot. Nice, that Diane Chopper MVP. Mm-hmm. Very cool. How about you, my man? What's your MVPs? <laughs> oh man, my, you know I only I only have one. I try to I try to not you know for me of course MVPs an absolute thing. So I don't like to oh, have runner ups for that one. But my so my MVP of 1990 is the homie John Wagner, two th- uh, Judge Dread <laughs> writer. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, just because I mean, like you talked about in your best overall thrill. Um, just like Judge Dredd's just a huge edifice this year, yeah. you know, from, from the dead man and the run up to Necropolis, the story itself, the aftermath, all this stuff, which includes setting up the next year's plot line, basically with the election of the judges and stuff like that, um, is really, is really amazing. And just like a huge, um, yeah, just, just body of work, you know, this is sort of, it's mm. also like sort of. Roughly the end of Wagner's regular work for Dread in 2000 AD. You know, he's moving on to the magazine and stuff. Um, and so it's and and it's really like um, I don't know. Yeah, I just I just really liked his work here and just the uh, the amount Absolutely. of craft and and like time and clearly planning and stuff like that that went into these stories is really great. I mean, just little stuff like that moment we um, you talked about where the dead man kind of walks into the sunset and then walks into the that ish that God, the, the, that's the, such the, the next best. page on Judge Dread, right? It's, like that's a really great moment. It's so and good. something that. Yeah, and it's something that that they don't, that despite this being an anthology comic and stuff, something that, that you know that's not a well they go to very often. Mm-hmm. Sort of having these stories be linked and like sort of one story affecting another really directly. I think the only time they've done that before was the last was like the last the uh, the previous judge judge death um, attack where sort of. Anderson was fighting the the dark judges and there was an issue of dread where he was sort of cleaning up one of their attack sites or something. Mm. Um, but usually, you know, all these stories are very disconnected from each other and um, and um, having a chance for them to actually be connected and all this stuff. And just, again, this is giant. I think there's an I'm I'm saying edifice a lot, but just this kind of like, yeah, just this giant structure of this me- of this really mega mega epic was a really a uh, was a really was really great work this year. So mm-hmm. I got to give that to John Wagner. I mean, I'm sure everybody else did, but he was sort of the you know. There's all these different artists and stuff, but if you had to pick one person, then I think the writer for all this is the one to pick. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, pull out here. All right. <laughs> Listen, we talked about. Yeah, that's right. I said it. We talked about thrills. We talked about about uh, valuable folks. But I want to sort of get a general sense, Fox. Let's go to award for best month. What's your 
you had a top month of 1990, like, or I guess an episode of the show, sure. maybe like like four progs put together that, that you think are the best ones for this this time period. Mm-hmm. So mine mine goes. It's episode 230, seven uh, 704 to seven oh seven, specifically uh, calling out seven oh seven in this case, but did want to mention like. So we're in the aftermath of um, of Necropolis, right? You know, mm-hmm. Yas has been kidnapped by maybe some cannibals, but sounds like someone's got the purple herp. Um, yeah. We're seeing the end of Harlem Heroes. Woo. This is an important note, and I am that is all I will say about it. Um, we're, <laughs> we also, this is also like within this month where we get to the end of Hooligan's haircut. Um, which I think ends mm-hmm. really, really, really beautifully, right? Like the sat, like let's get rid of all of this color until some red shows up, you know. Uh, and and you yeah. kiss your girl while you get eaten by a giant stone mouth. Um, really good stuff. Um, time flies, which you know, I I was it was sort of lukewarm for me, but I you know that's not to say that I mean that the art in it alone was fucking beautiful. Um, and then of course, my God, man. It's a goddamn Shambhala going on at this time, like, and and we're we're right. in, we're in like the full swing of like um, Amosov and and uh, and Anderson, just like kind of you know getting chummy in the biggest way, right? Um, and you know just this really intense foreshadowing going on that was really great, and so that that's the month that I pick. Uh, I like it, and mostly. Oh wait, it also had that fuck. Uh, the pigeons. The oh, fuck. Oh yeah, the killer pigeon. Yeah. Uh, future shocks, <laughs> which, which is pretty good. All right, that's 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 my month, baby. Nice. So Conrad, tell me, what month of Necropolis did you pick? <laughs> I need to know. Well, here's the deal. Okay. okay? 1990, and we've talked about this, Fox. Oh, Land yeah. of contrasts, all right? Oh, yeah. Very, very high highs, very low lows. So I picked for my month a month where I tried to... Basically, I wanted the episode that had the least amount of things that I didn't like in it. That's it, man. <laughs> that's that's exactly why I picked 230. So not, 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 not the sweetest month, Fox. The, le- the least sour month. Uh, <laughs> Conrad, I, and, this is what I appreciate about you. And so to that end, Ooh. I picked episode... What is this? Oh, I, um, I believe episode 215. Let me double check. Yeah, episode 215. February 1990. Goddamn. 664 to 667. All right? that's, that's an early boy. It's very, it's pre-Necropolis. Um, that's where you've got, uh, you know, you, you've got Bix Barton and um, Zippy Couriers, which are fine. Um, you've got that sort of uh, final two episodes of Night Zero. That's oh, also yeah. Which the, well, was somewhat upsetting, but also I'm glad we had it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I thought it was fun. It's like my Again, my objection with that is more just that it's so cut off from the yeah, rest of the story exactly. and kind of comes out of nowhere. Exactly. Um, but yeah, but then it had like the big climax and ends of both Song of the so- or Song of the Surfer oh. and um and Dead Man as well. Yeah. Um Big like time. it wasn't the end of Dead Man, but that's when we got the revelation and stuff like that. Um and um that's when Crack, you know, Kraken and Dread are out on patrol, like Dude. sort of um figuring out what's up. 
And um, you even got a little bit of slain and War Machine going on in there. You know? That's a good There's- one. Yeah, there's one Bradley episode, uh, the, uh, the Sisters of Mercy one. A stain, a stain on all things, but I, yeah, I but, it's a good month to choose, though. Yeah, I mean, in comparison to episodes with multiple Bradleys, oh, episodes yeah. with with extensive Harlem Hero uh, episodes. Uh, it, <laughs> it's why I chose one specifically where the nail was in the coffin. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I was like, no. That's where you bring yeah. out the, the champagne, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. So, that's sort of what I ended up with, you know, sort of by of necessity. Man. I got to, you know. I, again, I, like, yeah, I like that we, we chose some bookended months for the year. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, opposite ends of the year, you know. Yeah, it's beautiful. How, how balanced. Hey, listen, that's what we're all about. You Fair know, and Zen balanced. podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> And speaking of uh, reflection and self-improvement, Fox. Oh, there we go. Award 5 Best Year. The most controversial of our um, of our uh, awards, Fox. Um, oh, man. It's, it's a weird one, I feel like. Yeah. So I think generally we've been trying to do this just within a one five-year chunk starting in 1987, mm-hmm, but I'm happy mm-hmm. to hear whatever you got. So what do you, how are you feeling? Where does 1990 rank so, within uh, your years generally? So I'm going to, I'm going to talk it from, from bottom to current top, which will be the nice reveal. And I don't think anyone's okay. going to be too surprised by this. So I'm going 1988, 1989, mm-hmm. 1987, 1990. And the reason, the reason that that 1990 gets the spot is like for as much as I had to endure fucking Harlem Heroes still, um, (laughs) because like it's a crushing end of the year for 1989, right? Um, Year of Dread. It's literally the, 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 in big capital bold letters in my notes, why 1990 is on top is Year of Dread. It, it was mm. like, it was the most dreadiest dread that has ever dreaded in a long while. Um, and that to me, and, and just like the, what it's, what it did with Dead Man was just such a huge surprise. Everything that ends up happening, um, just everything that happens with Kraken. Um, and I, I felt so horrible for him this year. If that makes any sense, because I don't. Oh think, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I I think like deep down he is not a shitty dude. It is no. just everyone preying on his weaknesses. Like, yeah, it's no. Just, Kraken wants to be a good guy. You know, he's just been he's been tossed like from shore to shore. You know, first he's first he's created and brainwashed by Judd, and then. In his in 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 a in his weakest moment, he gets picked up and brainwashed again by the Justice Department. That's and that's then, terrible. And then brainwashed a fucking third time by death. Yeah, by 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 literal Judge Death. You know, like that's not a that's not a fair way for someone to decide whether you're a good guy or a bad guy. Exactly. You know? And so it's just, and then just how it how it ends this year effectively is with like a great PJ maybe story. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's just I, I've been enjoying it so much, and it's just been this heartbeat that, um, like, really, really just kept everything going for me. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, I mean, we've talked about this idea of the spine story before. Yeah. 
and stuff. But I, but I think in the past we've had it be where different different thrills have sort of handed off, like who's the spine story, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. as as time goes by and stuff. And I think this was really even more than like the Apocalypse War or something like oh, that. Yeah. Like the last time we had a big. Or 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 um, Oz also the last time we had these big mega epics for this one. This one did so much. Yeah, and Dread was really just one continuous story this year. You know, even the one off, like even the one offs at the end of this year were like they were. I mean, they they were about the end of Necropolis. They yeah, about post Necropolis stuff. You know, that's what the PJ Maybe story was about. That's what that Ron Smith story about the Museum of of Death was, etc. Mm-hmm. Even like this Death Aid one is sort of in the in the vein in the. Yeah, and in the shadow of of Necropolis, you know, they're sort of like they're responding. You know, they're having a weird murderous fundraiser as a response <laughs> to Necropolis. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's all just so strong and so good, and and that I believe nineteen ninety deserves the nod um, with the asterisk and the slight glare of just like. Harlem Heroes. Did you have to? <laughs> All right, man. So give me give me that list. Tell me tell me where this month or this year falls. Yeah. So 1990 ups and downs, buddy. Mm-hmm. And I think in ways that I think we're going to see more of. We're having this real situation where there is a lot of stratification. Like this thing's turning no! from from a soup into lasagna, you oh. know, which is sort of tough. Like we got amazing stuff on the top, but there's also regularly going to be stuff on the, like that's down there on the bottom that is sort of reliably not very great, whatever it might be, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, so, and so, yeah, just things pulling it up, things dragging it down, I guess. And be, because we're doing this in five-year chunks, honestly, I'm putting 1990 a little bit towards the back this time. Well, that feels right. Um, it deserves it's not it. As, it's not as bad as, like, 88, where we oh, ended the God. year with zero with zero <sighs> thrills, you know? Yeah. We were pulling in, pulling in daily dread strips. The production strips. delays. Yeah, and just, like, you know, reprints and stuff like that. Like, that's really oh no. a huge... 88 deserves its place. Yeah. 88 is a huge low point for the for the prog generally, just in terms of just um, how they were managing things and being able to get stories in and stuff like that. Mm. So, and I still think 87 is really the last, like, so, you know, 87 is sort of this, is it still has shine from the golden age and stuff oh, yeah. like that. So, I, I mean, two Torquemadas alone. Yeah, so I'd say my uh, my years are um, 87, 89, 90, 88, basically. It, it, it feels pretty right, man. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Mean, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, it's just like, I don't know, like, in the end, just these, the, um, the, the downs are sort of weighing me down a little bit more than the ups are, which is a bummer, but yeah. just sort of, you know. I mean, uh, well, I mean, Harlem Heroes should be burnt. Like, mm. like maybe someone might, like, I don't know cover it in gasoline and light it on fire at like as like i don't know kind of like the some kind the, of cyborg guy maybe yeah. yeah i see what you're talking about <laughs> all right so okay Woo. that's what we thought buddy are us having these thrill opinions and so oh, forth. oh my god <laughs> but i'll tell you what i'm interested in and that's what the folks that listen to this oh, show hey, you think. know what i'm pretty interested in that how are we gonna fucking are we gonna how how would they even be able to? And are we? 
Yeah, come on, everybody. You know, as always, if you like this, if you're listening to this show and you're getting, usually there's about a week in between the end of the year and uh, where the spinnies go live, where I ask mm-hmm. folks for nominations. Hopefully you've sent yours in. If not, listen, anytime, you know, s- s- drop me an email, go on the social media and look for uh, look for responses. Always happy to hear what people want to say and I'll put them in here. And now let's uh, hand it to those future boys to talk about Rita nominations. Oh, Take it yeah. away. Borag Dog Earthlets from the future. It's your buddy Conrad. Still your past, though. You know, it's complicated. Don't worry about it. Um, Just me for the spinnies this time, but we've got a lot of nominations, so please strap in as we get going with this review of Thrill Power. From emails, we've got ardent spinny nominator Joe Eady writing in. Best art, Simon Bisley again. His four-year stay has redefined the look of 2000 AD forever. That's hard to disagree with. Best writer, John Wagner, for taking dread to places this year nobody could ever, no one else could ever have taken him. That's, yeah, we, I mean, we talked about this in the episode itself, this massive necropolis spine story all the way through 2000 AD this year. It's definitely a defining thing and something that I think will be a long time until it gets matched again. For best overall thrill, Judge Dredd, fascinate. Joe says it'd be fascinating to rank Dredd's, like, all the 14 years of Dredd in order, and that this is a strong contender for the best Dredd year ever. Ooh, it's true. I'd have to say, like, I think there's a, because there's flavors of Dredd, right? There's sort of Dread years that are big cohesive stories like Necropolis or Apocalypse War or even stuff like Chopper. But then there's a lot of like Dread years that are very much like a mixed bag. Like here's just a bunch of different like one-off unconnected episodic Dread stories. And I think those are all, um, you know, they're, they're good for different reasons. I think it's hard to choose. MVP for Joe's former Chief Judge Magruder. The most extraordinary idea Wagner's ever come out with. The beautifully understated moment when Dredd guesses her name is the comic's greatest ever reveal, beating even the dead man and Ben 90. Whoa! Ultimate twist, I guess. I don't know. Like, the dead man one was a real shocker for me. I feel like Magruder for me was more like, what? Okay. Like, I don't know. It's all good, though. Best month, January, was magical in the prog and on the show, too. Hey, thanks. Um, great. It was a great payoff for all of us who, on being introduced to Fox, immediately said, I can't wait to hear what this guy says when he gets to Dead Man. I really remember when I edited that episode, just putting the reaction right at the front because I knew what everybody was looking for, for sure. Best year, I was hoping for the next books of De- a Bad Company, Nemesis, and ABC Warriors. Instead, I got Harlem Heroes and Time Flies. So this goes into fourth place after 87, 88, and 89. Fair. I think that's similar to Fox's one. Maybe not for the same reason, but his rankings at least. All right. I think next in emails, we've got a new Spinney's nominator, which is always fun, uh, Bob Bryan. Hey, Fox and Conrad. Thanks for putting on the show, enjoying it. My vote to the 1990 Spinney's. Best art, Colin McNeil for Song of the Surfer in the last episode of Final Solution. Ooh, very strong. 
best writer, best writing John Wagner for Song of the Surfer, the whole dead man, Road to Necropolis, Necropolis storyline. Yeah, again, strong Wagner year, of course. Best overall thrill, a tie between Chopper, Song of the Surfer, and Zenith Phase 3. Nice, get some Zenith in there. Month of Prague is January. MVP, Carlos Escara for 31 consecutive episodes of Great Art on Dread. Indeed, all those, those runoff, run-up stories like Lethal Injection and... Um, What's her, you know, the one where the lady gets possessed. You know what I'm talking about. I'm sorry, I'm in a 1990 mood now. I've, I've flushed much of my 1990 memory, my 1990 hard drive into the ether. I apologize. Best year of 2000 AD, 1990. Ooh. Dead Man, Necropolis, Song of the Surfer, Zenith Phase 3, Beyond Zero, Armored Gideon, Shambhala, Horn God, Shadows, War Machine, Yulin's Haircut. Great mix of ongoing and one-and-done thrills with the purpose, with the surprise the Dead Man reveal add up to the best year of, t- of 2000 AD so far. I uh, listen. <laughs> I see your point, but this is very much, it's very much taking the cream and leaving behind some of the dregs and the, uh, I think I've, I've called 1990 a land of contrasts a thousand times now, but you know, overlooking these contrasts. Let's go to Facebook. Had a big, big Facebook response this year, actually. Very excited about that. All right. On Facebook, directly to my request, we got uh, uh, for for nominations, uh, Gareth Edwards, Lloyd Tolman said, uh, Art King Carlos for Necropolis, writing Alan Grant for The Final Solution. He killed Johnny Alpha. Well, I can't forgive him for that. It was a bloody good story, which is fair enough for sure. Best thrill, Necropolis, Beth Month, not a chance. Not not picking, fair. MVP, Wagner and a scare for Necropolis. You've read it, you know why. Yeah, I'm go I'll go for it. Um, but a really cool Facebook thing was that uh, Willie Russell um, over at uh, the uh, 2000 AD Megaverse group created a big poll of both of both top thrills. And then just sort of asking folks for uh, the nomination sort of in a more official capacity over on there, which my sort of, you know, individual dude Facebook posts might not draw up as much. Um, Yeah, and uh, uh, Willie was helped by Sheridan, who I should say, uh, uh, Sheridan, who uh, runs the Back Prog Hack blog, and we've had on on here a couple times, um, and the Star Lordathon, who has for the last couple years, the 2000 forums, like just gone through and written all the... uh, like the the stories from the year and everybody who could be considered for writing and art awards and stuff in the spinnies and it's just a great help for helping folks marshal their thoughts for what the uh what top and bottom th- for, for what uh you know sorry for what their spinny awards uh nomination should be it's great i noticed this year sheridan left off a couple things from top thrill options including harlem heroes which i'm sort of chuckling about but there you go um in the in the Megaverse poll for Top Thrill of 1990s, by, by my count, there's 90 total votes. And the clear winners, with over half overall, were Zenith Phase 3 with 20 votes, the year's run of Judge Dredd with 21 votes, and the winner, Dead Man, with 30 votes. Anderson, Slain, Chopper, Bix, Barton, Indigo Prime, and even Junker all got... Uh, Groups of votes, but again, not enough to form a uh, coalition to unseat any of those top three. That's how I understand parliamentary politics works. But uh, 
I will say, like, as much as I love Dead Man and the reveal is right in January, I would, like, in my mind, I'd say I kind of consider Dead Man to be more of an 89 thrill, I guess, just because most of it's there at the end of the year. Like, we're sort of hot, like, by the, you know, by our first episode of 19, of 1990, we're already done with Dead Man. So, you know, whatever. But hey, listen, pick what you want. I don't care. Live free country. I, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for individual nominations, Willie Russell himself has for Best Art, Carlos Escara for Necropolis. Best Writing, John Wagner for Dead Man. Best Thrill, Necropolis. Best Month, July with Necropolis, Horn God, and War Machine all reaching their circuit-shattering conclusions. And then MVP of the Year, Simon Bisley. Um, is literally worse, worth um, more than all of the, or worth, yeah, worth more than all of the creators on the list. The Horn God is still being reprinted today, even if the creators only get 170 quid out of it. That's fair. Yeah, I think because it kind of gets mixed in, I think the Horn God does kind of almost get lost in the shuffle sometimes, especially, I think, book three, just in the face of this big edifice of Necropolis. But definitely, all three parts have been amazing and just real genre-defining stuff in the pages of 2000 AD and generally. Also, a Julius Howe votes. Um, Art Bisley, which changed comics. Writer Wagner, so many good stories this period. Thrill, Dead Man, uh, MVP Bisley. Although it's hard to imagine Acropolis without Escara, it just wouldn't have happened. That's fair too. Ooh, I can't imagine who in this era else could do it. Almost, especially it being this thirty-one um, comic section, if you count the uh, the precursors. And then also just like, ooh, it'd be real weird to have like to be changing art styles in the middle of it because so much of it is. Um, like this one, it, you know, it really ties this mega epic together. And this is the kind of mega epic that I think needs a strong hand tying it as opposed to maybe something like Oz or something like that, where it could be where there's so many different pieces of it. You can sort of farm it out to a couple for to a bunch of different folks, you know, but I don't know. Interesting, interesting thought experiment, I guess. And that takes us in turn to the 2080 forums. Um, folks, a lot of folks in their posts had both 2080 AD and magazine um, nominations. I will read the, the magazine ones in the Meggies uh, later this week. So don't worry if I don't read all of your posts now. I'm try- I just had to split them up. So a Sheridan, again, very helpful. Thanks again for uh, nominating or for, for writing out who's who for these for these awards and stuff. Uh, best Art, King Carlos. I'm not a color for color's sakes kind of person, but fully painted Carlos art. Yes, please. I'd be tempted by Bisley's work on Horn Gods, book two and three, but I prefer the art of the first book. And I think this is the best art we'll see from Carlos. Um, computer colored art is great and all after the learning curve, but still no patch or brush work. Um, and he's also tempted by McNeil's work on Song of the Surfer. I really love Colin McNeil this year, I must say. But yeah, uh, best writing. John Wagner or Pat Mills for the stories of my next vote, which takes us to best overall thrill. I can't decide between Judge Dread Necropolis and Slaying the Horn God, and you can't make me. <laughs> Both are the resolution of long-running story threads. In the case of the latter, the end of the story, which began with the debut in the Time Monster, the very start of Slaying. That's fair. Yeah, that's all this uh, slough fag and instability and stuff. Uh, best month is whichever one had the uh, Dead Man reveal, which is January, unless it was the previous. Yeah, listen, it's fine. And then best year, 1983, as ever. Fair enough. <laughs> that t- next up from the forums, we've got the Monarch, friend Dave Page. Best art. Um, I so want to say uh, Chris Weston for the second year in a row, but his killing time won't. His sorry. 
but his killing in in brackets time will come in in 91 but no this time it's got to be uh king carlos hasn't it Pull, uh pulling for this uh, um the second time ever a big non-broken run of dreads best writing grant morrison continuing to murder our childhood with much glee if you do not have tears in your eyes for big ben then what can i say you're a goddamn monster Best overall thrill, Chopper Song of the Surfer, should have stayed dead. Ooh, big Dewey Cox energy. Wrong kid, dad. Yep, fair enough. Um, <laughs> best month of progs, January, was a blinder this year. MVP Hillary Robinson. She's a fun writer in a time where everyone was either dying in their strips or going into dark places. Um, since she's now gone from the prog, it's likely the only time I can vote for her. You know, we talked about, I feel like, when we we kind of did a, a, a little retrospective on her and her final prog in a six ninety nine, and I, I I agree. I don't know if she ever wrote really top thrills, but I did like a lot of her work, and I think that it, like 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 Dave says here, it is very um, it's very, often a, like a fresh a breath of fresh air or a nice change in tone between her work and um just sort of the 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 baseline writer in two thousand AD. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, as per usual, in lieu of best year, he says it's time for the award that Conrad hates me doing, but it will continue to appear as long as those drawers in the, new, in the nerve center are filled with crud. It's the Rick Random. I don't know. It's the 90s. It's time for the Michael L. Fleischer Award. Damn. Uh, <laughs> least best strip. And how could it not be the ill-advised reboot of the Harlem Heroes? It went on for way too long and felt like it was never going to piss off. That's fair. Listen, I feel like, you know... The one thing I will say that's really great about these early 90s is I can really just kind of pick whipping boys and, and stick with them. Harlem Heroes is definitely that in 90, uh, 91. We're fast approaching the uh, Robo Hunter reboot, which I'm sure we'll, we'll, we're just going to take that place. Like we, we've recorded some of those episodes already. And yeah, listen, happy to, happy to kick the ones I don't like. I don't care. Um, Colin, you'll never walk alone, says best art. So tough. The mighty Yole is magnificent. Colin McNeil just grows before our eyes on Song of the Surfer. Dave DeAntiki for Silo is really, um, is great, but it's hard not to give it to Arthur Ransom for Shambhala. But I'll go Jamie Hewlett because it's so fresh and different. Ooh, that Hewlett's haircut. Best writing honorable mentions to Grant and Wagner on their separate strips, but this one goes to Peter Milligan for the wonderfully different Shadows and Hooligans haircut. Nice, yeah. I've really, um, I feel like Shadows is really one of these ones where it doesn't get a lot of, like, mention, I think, sort of by people talking about top thrills and stuff, but it's really a fun story, and I'm, um, I'm, I'm really happy that we got a chance to look at it and, and talk it over and stuff, because I think otherwise it's one that, because it's just sort of, a one-off in this slightly less well-known period gets lost in the shuffle sometimes. Best overall thrill, honorable mentions for Hooligan's haircut, Song of the Surfer, Shadows, Silo, Half of Zen Faiths 3, and Great Dread, but this one goes to Anderson Shambhala all the way. Oh, and there with Fox, all right. Best month of progs, November. It's an inconsistent year, so the highs and lows um, really, really sum the year up. So we've got Harlem Heroes and Time Flies. We also get the highest highs of Great Dread, wonderfully different Hooligan's haircut, and of course Shambhala, my favorite of the year. And that's and uh, to that silo starting, I'm a big fan of the creepy classic, and it's an interesting month. Fair enough. Best year of 2000 AD. This isn't going to change for a long time. 1986, and for MVP, it's going with impact rather than positive value for good or ill. 
Um, and for that, we start to feel the impact of Igor Goldkind as the, um, on Tharg's kingdom. And for all the issues I have with what he did, he really did shake things up and explore new avenues for thrill power. Interesting. I need, I'd love to know more about Goldkind's, um, you know, effect on things. I know that, um, and at this point, he's mostly famous to me just sort of as being the, uh, one of the, you know, the, uh, the, the new voice of the nerve center and stuff like that. Um, I know we've got some of his stuff coming up eventually i think we'll like we we we, we won't get the clown until uh, 92 but he's definitely sort of on the horizon here and just see where that goes you know i don't know i'm sort of again it's not a name i remember that well but i'm interested to see how it's going to shake things up and yeah and uh cool good times andy b who i think is a new name i don't you know it's our, i i I, I recognize the usual suspects, but some less usual ones are always seem new to me. Andy B, Michael Fleischer certainly has an iron grip on bottom thrill. That's fair. It's going to be a titanic head-to-head struggle when he has two strips going at the same time. Ooh. For the spinnies, artist Carlos Escara for 31 consecutive episodes of Pure Class. Can't be anybody else. Writer John Wagner for the whole dead man, road to Necropolis, Necropolis art, masterful stuff. I remember how thrilling it was at the time. That said, I like the build-up to Necropolis better than Necropolis itself for a 26-part story. Not much actually happened if you compare it to the Cursed Earth, Judge Child Apocalypse War. So for top thrill, I'm going with Horn God. What can I say that hasn't already been said? MVP's a tricky one without just picking one of those guys again, so I'll go for Arthur Ranson. Not so much this year, but an advanced recognition. I think he might be my MVP of the Dark Ages of 2000 AD, which for me were roughly 700 to 949, and he gets off to a fantastic start this year with Shambhala, being perhaps the most beautiful art we've ever we've ever seen in the Prague. Yeah, I think Alex is going to lay S. Best art in an exceptionally strong field. It's still Carlos by a country mile for the pure spectacle of his achievement on Necropolis plus the countdown stories. Best writing. Similarly, Mills is putting up great competition here with Slane, as is Morrison with Zenith. But John Wagner's craft is so strong, reaching a whole other level, even more impressive when you consider his disillusionment (laughs) with how he was being treated at the time, unless John Sanders had placated him with regards the creators um, that that, the creators would share profits at this point. Best overall thrill Necropolis is such an achievement and provides a reliable spine of quality for the comic just at the right time. Best month of Prague's January continue that incredible run from the end of 1989. Cracks start to show for me, and it's hel- it's a helter skelter right downwards for my enjoyment of the Prague. Start the year with the lead into Necropolis, Chopper, Slain, Zenith. It's true, it is very strong. And with Time Flies, Silo, and the Fleischer one-two punch of Harlem Heroes and Junker, kill off my favorite character as you do. That felt like a real unprecedented dive in quality with only Necropolis and Slain keeping me hopeful the latter end of 1990. Oh, that was Shambhala, too, for the record. Um, MVP um, is, in fact, the magazine itself, which we'll be talking about next week. If you want to give it to a person, then Steve McManus for his part in finally getting the mag up and running. Very exciting. We'll talk about more of that that later in the week. And for best year, he's got 1984. So let's finish up with Alex F. All right. The Heroes of 2000 ID blog. For Prague, best art, Will Simpson on War Machine. War is indeed hell. Best writing, John Wagner, no, no question. Best overall thrill, Necropolis. 
Best month, January. Best year since 87, 1988. MVP, the front cover. Some crackers in 1990, especially by David Oyne. That's fine. There's some definitely good covers. And that's it for our spinny nominations. Thank you so much for everybody who wrote in. I'm sorry if you wrote in and I missed you. I really try not to, but it can be chaotic sometimes, especially when various nested social media posts get put up and stuff like that. Um, I should say also, while I'm here, that I'm, I'm sad to announce that because of just some scheduling stuff, we're once more going to be running um, st- starting 1990 with kind of a slow play. Basically, we're going to have an issue, an, an episode every other week for the rest of 2020 or so. Um, though things should pick up back to our normal cadence in 2021. Thanks very much for understanding. You know, again, we'll still get it out here and I'll, we'll still have stuff every week. I'll get some, I've, I've got, We've got some real good collections out. I could see maybe a Zenith collection, maybe a Horn God one. Nah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for understanding. And with that, let's get back to these silly past boys. Take it away, lads. Oh, Thank God. you very much, future I, boys. I hate those guys, man. Who Listen, those guys are in a weird future, so let's all feel okay for them, Fox. Yeah, I mean, I guess and so. I guess everybody listening, prayers. Yeah, everybody listening to this also in that weird future, so enjoy. Like that, that's going to be post-election, Fox, just so you know. Oh, like, God. <laughs> like, weird future, then. Yeah. So anyway, before we get out of here, I want to talk about what's coming up. In the coming Ooh. year for 2000 AD. Serve it up to me on this golden frisbee platter. Ooh, hey, remember, buddy, we're we're done with gold. Oh, we're now we're it's sapphire now. Yeah, now. that's right. It's all sapphire suits and duds. That's right. Yeah, because we, we, we split off, which, of course, reminds me to come back on Friday as I don my ruby red... Um, <laughs> Tuxedo <laughs> and the and the first Meggies begins. But anyway, for next year, Fox, we got thrills. We got returning thrills. Here we go. We're gonna have more Judge Anderson. Uh, this one's gonna be with art by um, David Roach, but still very much Alan Grant's in this more emotional coming to grips with Anderson's inner thoughts kind of story. Cool. More Judge Dredd, of course. Listen, yep. come on, buddy, get out of here. Um, <laughs> We got uh, more Friday Rogue Trooper. At this oh, point, cool. uh, Michael Michael Fleischer of um, Harlem Heroes fame has taken over writing on that oh, by Ron Smith. Lovely, lovely. Of course, Future Shocks. Um, Great. More, more Junker. We're, we're going to work on that one a oh, bit more. Oh, God. <laughs> Do we need to? Yeah. Listen, Michael Fleischer, he's sending these scripts. We got to print them. <laughs> mm. Then we'll have uh, Indigo Prime, which will include the story Killing Time. Okay. More Armored Gideon. Red. I do like these. Annihilate. Yeah, dude. Ticklebot. <laughs> we'll even have some Time Twisters mixed in with those Future Shocks. What? Yep. Why? Then uh, additional Bix Barton, you know, oh, taking cool. out the rum and uncanny. And speaking of which... Uh, Nemesis and Deadlock will hang out for more chaotic adventures. Oh, God. I love that everything's cool now. You know, we're kind of getting some ups and downs here. Um, mean Machine will have a solo story uh, uh, called Travel Travels with Mashrink. I, man, I love me some Mean Machine. 
Ah, that's so. Um, we'll also get beyond, uh, Below Zero, which is Night Zero Part 3. Oh, man. I'm so happy. I'm so... I love yeah. that, that whole well, fucking let me, series. Let me bring you down a little bit, Fox. Okay. Because we'll also have returns for Harlem Heroes. Wait, no, they said the end. They said the nope. end. Beyond, uh, Tharg the Mighty. Oh, God. Get some Tharg strips in here. More masturbation. And and uh, Universal Soldier. So that's all going to be pretty. Those are going to be. That's an exciting trio of thrills here. Is it? Does the does the fucking Ruby come back? Yes. Oh God! Of course it does. <laughs> what? You know, I we can't have nice things, can we? Well, maybe because we'll also finally be getting some more uh, ABC Warriors uh, and Durham ABC Red by the Warriors. end of the year. Yes, Bernardine. <gasps> Do you see Durham Red? Oh, that's right, bitch. Yeah, look at that. Dude, um, dude. And we'll also be getting some new thrills, my friend. Okay. So pretty soon into the new year, we'll be getting this uh, story, Brigand Doom. Brigand oh. Doom, okay. I guess. Which is the last, um, the last like black and white. Well, not the last like like forcibly black and white story in 2018. Okay, <laughs> I guess. All right. But is kind of a, a weird future story. I'm kind of interested in. Or okay. no, I'm actually pretty excited for it. But it's awesome. it's an interesting story. Um, we'll get the Robo Hunter reboot. All right. I you know. Nah. Oh no. Bleh. Oh Bleh. no. Bleh. Oh no. That's not we'll good. We'll get this. Um, weird cyberpunk story called called a called a Dao Tao Demoto, which oh. I'm I'm actually very interested to look back in on. Um, it's finally time for goddamn Dead Meat Fox, which I will tell what? you is Dead Meat is this um story that is I would say is used to scare children about the horrors of 2000 AD in the 90s. It's right up there. Oh, oh no. Then. We'll generally just get terrified all over again by uh, Revere, which has this Simon Harrison artwork that's going to freak us all out. Pretty oh, excited. Okay. Um, with Johnny Alpha gone, we're going to get more generalized with Strontium Dogs. Uh, okay. Multiple. Uh, okay. So we'll see what Farrell's up to, basically. Oh. That's right. <laughs> and then finally, um, for new for new thrills, we'll be getting the uh, environmental thriller trash, <laughs> which I'm also been to, which I, I also recall is not being that great. So that's oh, an exciting time. <laughs> oh God, we're really getting into the '90s, aren't we? That's right. Listen, 1991, none nor none more '90s. Well, actually, no. Wow. Listen, it's not really it's not really the '90s till we get Big Dave in here. But listen, looting, that's soon looting and polluting is not the way. All right, that's all I'm saying. We all know it is, Fox. I'm going to cut down that orchard. All right, I'm going to kill these trees, <laughs> and I'm going to do it because it's funny. I'm going to just feed That's it right. into this thing and make just tons of paper that I shoot into the ocean. Absolutely. A um, couple big dread stories. Um, there's one coming up called uh, Emerald Isle with, uh, mm. by Garth Ennis, which is, um, again, Ooh. a widely maligned dread story about really? uh, Dread World Ireland. And um, then we'll like a big thing next year is just going to be about this election that we've seen te- uh, teased. You know whether that I'm excited. The people for. of Mega City One will be voting to keep the judges in or not. God damn. So you know, good should sh- should be good stuff. Um, for so <laughs> I I talk about new creators. Um, 
So, and, and a lot of these, especially artists, is their first time actually in the prog. A lot of these guys have done stuff either in specials and annuals or on the cover of 2000, or on covers and pinups of 2000 AD, but not actual um, art inside the comic. So, for artists, we'll be having Gary Caldwell, Sean Phillips, George Coleman, Dermot Power, David Hine, Richard Dolan, John Burns, Gary Erskine. Tom Ballin, or Tom Bollard, I should say, Zach Sandler, and Steve Pugh. I'm really interested in um, in Richard Dolan in there. He's done a bunch of covers, and he's doing this Mean Machine story, and I think it's oh, going to be really amazing. I'm into that. Um, yeah, then for writers, we've got Brian Williamson, Jim Clements, Francis Lynn, Ian Simmons, Lawrence Miles, Myra Hancock, Wesley Smith, Michael Cook, Mark Eel... Um, yeah, Eel... Elas, I think. I don't know. Uh, Andy McDermott, Tony Skinner, and Paul Kupperberg. A um, couple interesting... Like, there's actually a lot of one-off folks coming up in 1990. But I am interested in some of these folks. I think they could be pretty fun. And then, big show milestones coming up, buddy. Oh, god damn it. I would say a big one will, will hit Prague 750 in the course of the, ne- of the coming year, which is pretty Holy cool. Holy shit. Also, at the same time... Um, I believe we'll get to episode 250 pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's 233, yeah, so 250. 20, 20 yeah, not too far off here. And then let me just see. And then I think, eh, that might be it. I mean, a, a big thing fine. in 2000 is 2000 AD will go full color in March of um oh, excellent. of 1991. Excellent. Um, though, There'll still be some black and white like sure, comics and sure, stuff, sure. but at that point, if it's black and white, it means that it's like that on purpose for storytelling reasons. I like that, as opposed to having to be black and white. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm glad that it's finally come to the the recent century. <laughs> you know, it's doing its thing, and then we're sort of again, we're just sort of motoring through here. We'll still be Motor in the man. mid in the. Exactly. We'll still be in like the mid 30s for, um, I guess actually this year, I, I didn't really mention it, but we did, we did pass 30% of 2000 AD done. And oh, we won't God get to, damn we, it. We, we won't get to 35 until uh, 92, basically. God damn so, it. You know. And otherwise, yeah, just, you know, powering through in both here and in Big Meg 1. It's going to be pretty exciting. So, anyway. Ooh. <laughs> Thanks for hanging with us for another year of thrills. As always, you can find Space Spinner 2000 on iTunes, Stitch, the Google Play Store, Spotify, or a podcast site, spacespinner2000.com. Contact us at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com. On the 2080 forums or our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. On Twitter, we're at spacespinner2k. Everything else will go for Space Spinner 2000. You'll find us. You know, we're around. Um, this show is brought to you by Steve Green and your friends of the 2080 forums. If you'd like to join them and help support the show, we'd really appreciate it. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Cradalines, our podcast network. There you can support the show, receive a ton of excellent rewards, including advanced episodes, coverage of modern 2000 AD in the Meg, and even monthly Q&As with me and Fox. Ooh. And, you know, I feel like it's semi-traditional, but the spinnies is where I also just want to mention the usual podcast things of, uh, hey, like if you want to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever else you listen to the show, hey, I'd appreciate it. You know, could yeah. help more people find the show. And, Thanks and thank you. Know, you. When yeah, definitely. When we read them, definitely gives us a little self-esteem boost, which is always nice. Loverly. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, come back next time, Fox. Mm-hmm. Listen. All right. Um, 
as Death Aid gets underway. Yeah, Death Aid. Junker makes some new friends. Uh. And we'll have new stories from Judge Anderson and, Fri- and Rogue Trooper Friday. Nice. New year, new you and me, buddy. Okay. I'll, I'll be sure to put on new skin. Yeah, tire that old skin. And until then, <laughs> I'm Conrad East Fox, and we are Space Spinner 2000. Spotted Happy 1991! Uh, I mean, whatever.